let me open the windows here and bring in some fresh air. Welcome to another episode of The Walk, and I am looking out of the window of my temporary home here in the attic of the rectory of the St. John the Baptist Church in Wageningen. This is the church of Father Henry, a good friend of mine. We've both been ordained uh, priests together, and uh, we've known each other for, <laughs> for 25 years now, uh, even longer because we already uh, studied together at the university. And um, I'm looking out on, uh, like, I'm on the third floor of, the, of this massive rectory. This is uh, one of the biggest rectories that I've ever visited. Um, and there is a garden here down there uh, where you can sit in the summertime and it's shielded off of the rest of the city. And on the left is this enormous church that dates to, back to the, I think, 1925 it was finished. And it, was, uh, it, it originally had a huge tower um, that was unfortunately destroyed by the Germans during World War II, as was much of the church. But they did rebuild it after the war. And it is glorious. It's a very nice church. I may be able to just put this here. I, I want to open it a little bit just to... This is a very small room. So it's the attic. Let me step out of here. The attic itself here is very spacious. It is, uh, it's dark. It's a, like a classic kind of haunted house type of, uh, of attic. But what they did is because it's so big... And tall, they were able to build uh, smaller units inside the attic itself. So I've got a, a rectangle here, which is now my room. And on the inside, you wouldn't you wouldn't tell that you are uh, uh, in an attic. Uh, I've got my desk here. I'm very happy that I've been able to install my computer. So I've got my set here. When I sit in front of the computer, is just like in my old rectory. For those of you that haven't missed the more recent developments, I have moved uh, from the parish where I worked for almost 17 years um, to a new place, uh, which is actually just a place where I live because my work is now 100% uh, uh, internet apostolate or media apostolate. It's, of course, more than internet. It's also TV and documentary making. Um, But the rectory... Uh, what, that I'm going to move into is not ready yet. The, the, the current inhabitants still live there. They will leave, I think, around April 10. That's when I get the keys. But the house really needs a lot of work. Um, so for the, for the, in, in, the main ta- in the meantime, I'll be staying here. Um, and, but I'm happy that I at least have my work desk here. And so I can record my podcasts. I can edit my videos. I can even stream that is, if the Wi-Fi is fast enough, which it is, well, kind of. It's, it's, not, it's not very reliable because I think the router is down the stairs. Um, so I'm walking through the attic. There were even some mice here the other day caught by these uh, <laughs> devices. Uh, and here are three more rooms. This is usually rented out to students. Um, so the Wageningen has an agricultural university with students from all over the world and, uh, and also a pretty vibrant Catholic community. Walking downstairs here, there's another door. And so, uh, of course, as you can imagine, it's always hard for students to find uh, a place to stay. 
So uh, some of them stay here for a year or two at the rectory. Um, and now I'm walking down the last couple of stairs. And this is the ground floor. Here's the living room of Father Henry. It's all nice and cozy. Lots of books. Henry is, as you know, if you've listened to earlier podcasts, uh, 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 someone who loves history, loves reading, loves literature. This is the small dining room and a kitchen, which is very spacious. And there's Father Henry. Hi, Father Henry. I'm just uh, telling my listeners that I'm here and that I'm your guest. (laughs) Looking forward to Easter. Yes, very much. They are working hard in the church and uh, oh. make everything as beautiful as possible. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should, you should take a look uh, afterwards. I'm going to take a look. It's here to the to right, right? Yeah. I can just walk on to Okay, thank you. See you later. So, uh, of course, these three days of the Paschal Tridium are the busiest days of the year for priests uh, with uh, celebrations every day. And we are now, of course, looking forward to Easter, finally. It's the second time that we celebrate Easter in... Um, do I have the key? Do I have to lock this door? Maybe I should. Oh, my key doesn't fit on this door. Oh, well. I think Father Henry just came from the church and left it open. So it's the second Easter that we celebrate in the middle of the corona pandemic. Who would have known last year that we'd still be in this situation? Anyway, here's the door to the day chapel. And... This church is on the inside. I love it. It's got a lot of Byzantine uh, architectural shapes. Uh, they did do a, kind of a makeover a few years ago where they reinsert this. So that the, all the arches now have these white, these white decorations, these white stripes, which uh, reminds me of uh, uh, Coimbra and uh, some. Was it Coimbra? Anyway. In some, in some of these southern uh, countries, especially in Spain, you have this sa- the same type of arches. Um, but in, I think in the 60s, they, they kind of painted it all brown, and it was, all, it was nothing special. But now with these beautiful... I posted a picture on Instagram in case you're curious. It looks really... I, I've never seen a church like this in the Netherlands. So here, where I'm standing right now, is the day chapel. This is open all day long. This is where people... Uh, pray to the Virgin Mary. For instance, here's a beautiful wooden statue of the Virgin Mary and some candles and a prayer that you can pray. Uh, here is a, an image of uh, uh, the apparition of Jesus to Sister Faustina. Jesus, I trust in you, pointing at his uh, sacred heart. Um, here is a commemorative plaque with a, 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 um, a cloth relic from the venerable, no, not venerable, the uh, blessed Titus Bransma, who was a Carmelite uh, priest from the north uh, of the Netherlands who may actually be canonized very soon because uh, the, uh, the process of canonization is now finished. And this parish, this, this church is part of a parish that is named after uh, Titus Bransma, who will be the future patron saint of this uh, community, or these communities, I should say. So the reason that we only have relics from his clothes is that he was actually exterminated in Dachau by the Nazis and so um, the uh, we don't have his remains because they were destroyed in the uh, uh, because he was just one of the victims of this holocaust this this horrible destruction of life um, this is where we 
stream our masses from and our celebrations during Holy Week. Um, so we, we kind of have to rebuild the entire chapel because the altar is uh, now not facing it. It's, it's like be, uh, behind the altar is the tabernacle, but that's, of course, attached to a wall, which is visually not very interesting. So we turn the altar 90, 90 degrees. Actually, I can already do that because we are going to also stream the Paschal Vigil. So I just turn it around here. 90 degrees, and now through the gate, uh, through the fence, I should say, because of course, because the chapel is open all day long, you have a fence that separates it from the rest of the church. You can still see the architecture of the big church, and if we put on the lights, it actually creates a lot of depth in the image. So it's very, very beautiful, even though it's a super simple setup. Um, there are almost no electrical outlets here so it's very hard to get proper lighting and uh, and it's extremely small i think this is probably three and a half meters in width and then of course it's it's much deeper um so on camera we can't do that much uh, we, uh, we, we we put a laptop here which unfortunately has only two, two usb ports one for the audio and one for one camera so we can't do the fancy camera things that we used to do at the St. Joseph's Church, but of course this is a temporary situation and we're, uh, we're going to take our time to, uh, uh, to make it look better all the time. But for now I'm super happy that we didn't have to pull the plug entirely after my last Mass at St. Joseph's Church, but that we could continue to feed the community. And uh, I'm happy that for uh, a part of the community this is really a, a great... Um, way to stay connected with the liturgical life of the church because they live in parts of the world where they're still in lockdown or they are unable or afraid to go to church and through these streaming services they can at least um, experience the Easter celebrations the way they were intended even though of course you miss a real physical community. Here's a, by the way a, a, a drawing of what the church used to look like in uh, before before the the Germans destroyed the tower it's a massive tower wow the church already is huge with that tower it's very imposing it almost looks like uh, one of those um, italian bell towers you see in venice even though this one has a um, a pointy roof which you don't have in italy but the rest seems to be inspired by Italy. It's, it's funny how they used all these different influences. Uh, you also see a lot of uh, artwork, for instance, the Way of the Cross. That's very much the 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 the, the, the style of the of the 30s. Um, but it looks nice. It looks nice, and it but it all blends together. And right now, you may hear some voices in the background. Volunteers. Uh, are working hard to get everything ready for the Easter celebrations, and it's absolutely gorgeous. You've got these white and yellow flowers, roses, white roses, yellow. I don't even know what the kind of flower that is, but it's gorgeous. Hello. Hi. And uh, so that's the sacristan. I see one of the acolytes there, and there were even more people um, an hour ago when I walked in here. And Here's the, bap the baptismal font, which, of course, is used for the baptisms during the Easter vigil. I don't actually know if Father Henry has 
uh, baptismal candidates. He usually every year has a couple of them, but I'm not sure if they're going to be baptized. I guess they're going to be baptized tonight, which is a very, very ancient tradition, of course. Do you know if they have baptismal candidates uh, for, the, for the Mass tonight? Uh, unfortunately not tonight. Okay. Because of the corona measures. Because of corona, yeah, that's what I figured. It's yeah. very, very hard to do that. Uh, yes. Yeah, how are things going here? Uh, very well. We are nearly done with preparing uh, everything for tonight. Mm-hmm. So we hope of, uh, uh, to have a nice uh, celebration tonight. You're going to be an acolyte again? Yes, I'm going to be an acolyte. <laughs> Excellent. Tonight. And, and they will be streaming this for the entire parish, right? Yes, yes. They will be streaming this uh, via our YouTube channel for the entire parish, so everyone can join us virtually. Yeah, that's great, because there are many other villages and, uh, with, with churches, but they're all closed because of uh, Corona. Yes, also because of Corona. So yeah. this is one mass for the entire parish. Yeah, and I see that you have the, the, the Easter candles for, of every local church right yes we all have the cha- the the candles for, for every church uh, prepared here so they will all be lighted uh, tonight mm-hmm. and then they bring them to their own church yes. uh, to every be in- church someone yeah. will be here to collect them and to bring them to their church excellent well i'm looking forward to it <laughs> good luck good with luck. the preparations and so on um Easter Sunday, actually, I will be concelebrating. We won't have a, our own international Mass that morning because we already have the Easter Vigil. And uh, right now, Inge and Henk and Marijke and even Bram, who's our you know, little small uh, altar boy who is uh, always helping us, he, he came over yesterday to help us out as well with his father. Uh, he just got a little sister, by the way. And his mom is part of the little choir that you may, if you've ever seen the masses in the beginning and the final mass that we did in St. Joseph's Church. Let me just leave here, stepping outside. Uh, his mom has a wonderful voice. So she's part of that, that small choir that is led by Fitz Klosterman. And, uh, but she, she just became mother again. So now Bram has a little sister. Uh, so they're super excited. He's going to be there uh, also for the Easter Vigil. Um, but since they are all coming over from my old parish, uh, we figured, you know, after the Easter Vigil, we're not going to do Easter morning Mass as well. That's just, it's been exhausting these, uh, these last few weeks um, for all of us. And even though we're, we're happy to do this for the community, it's still, wow. <laughs> we're all going to be knocked out for uh, for several weeks weeks i think after this is over so instead i'll be concelebrating with father henry and that mass is going to be streamed on youtube um on, on the youtube channel of the parish um so i'll uh, post that on social media a, a link so you can see that and you can well for those of you that already know father henry uh it's going to be fun to see him in action as a priest which normally in my vlogs and uh, and podcasts we're usually on vacation um so you'll be able to uh to uh join us for that celebration as well so i'm walking here in the city center of Amer- of uh, amersfoort you see i still got to detach from my old <laughs> old home <laughs> i mean i lived for 17 years in my old parish and uh and this this move was of course unexpected as you know so I'm still trying to process it. Uh, and I'm now walking through the shopping street 
of the main shopping streets of, of, of Wageningen, which is a, a nice, it's a city actually, it's pretty old, um, but it has grown over time, and uh, it's a bit of a mishmash architecturally, so you've got these nice old houses, but also very ugly newer stuff that they built, uh, especially in the 90s, I think in the 80s and the 90s, judging from the style and it all, it's all very much out of character. <laughs> and um, so this, this is not the, the town where I'll be living uh, for the next couple of years. That's Benicum. And it's a smaller... That, that's a, actually a village. Um, and it's a little bit to the northeast of uh, Wageningen. Um, but I can get there by bike in, uh, well, less than half an hour. I'd say 20 minutes max. So it's, it's still very, very close. And uh, I, I moved all my stuff to the rectory there because it's, it's actually the old rectory that became available. And this entire parish conglomerate only has one priest, Father Henry. Um, and then there are some assistant priests, uh, some uh, priests that are already uh, retired that help out. But... Of course, the main church, the biggest church, is in the city of Wageningen, and all the villages are kind of satellite, uh, uh, <laughs> satellite communities. Um, so Father Henry lives here, and the rectory itself of the uh, church in Benicom has been empty for a, for a while. They had some individual renters, uh, but now they're super happy that uh, there's going to be a priest again who lives there, even though I won't be working uh, as a parish priest here, uh, but I'll still be of, around, of course. So, uh, for the past... Let me just bring you back to a couple of weeks ago when I started this whole process, when I became clear that I actually, that I had to move. There was no... You know, we tried negotiating and it just didn't work out. So, when I heard that I had to move before the 1st of April... Uh, I already started the process of of, uh, of packing and preparing for this, especially mentally preparing. That surprised me the most, how hard it was mentally to uh, to say goodbye to a place that you love and to a community that you love. Um, that was that was hard and remains hard, and I still kind of miss the 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 parishioners and the life that I used to have. But, on the other hand, I also know that it's, sometimes it's good to change. And even though this was not my, my own decision to change, once the change becomes inevitable, uh, it's much more uh, beneficial to embrace it than to resist it and mourn the past. It's time to turn the page. Hey, there is a market here. That's nice. There's a more modern square. There's a big building there looks almost like a in the shape of an old monastery but it's more modern and then here in the, in front of that is a square where they have artisanal stands here so you've got fresh break freshly baked bread even pizzas or pizza bread kombucha what is that some kind of concoction oh it's like fruit fruit juice or something here they sell... What is that? I don't even know what that is. This is artisanal veggies, 
skincare stuff, and of course on the other side, flowers, because it's springtime and, well, corona or no corona, uh, the flowers keep growing in the Netherlands, so we've got all these beautiful colors, tulips, uh, it starts, yeah, so right now the tulips are starting to become uh, affordable, and that's a short season, of course, as you can imagine, and lots and lots of other flowers, here's this Italian street food uh, cart, Happy Terrier. <laughs> oh, it's eating for the for charity. That's a great idea. It's all in all a very lively atmosphere here, uh, and it it it's it's chilly. It's cold outside, but the sun is shining, and uh, it feels nice. It's it's really I like it when a town is alive and and uh, yeah. Of course, normally you would also have lots and lots of students uh, because of the university here in the... Uh, the university is not inside the city. It's more on a campus outside on the, on the fringes of the city. But, of course, a lot of the students live here in the city itself. Um, but because it's Easter, uh, most of them have gone home. Uh, we, we have an Italian student staying at the rectory, Luigi. Um, these kids are super excited. Oh, there's a little uh, children's market here where they can sell their toys. Um, oh, this is a, um, uh, what is it? Metal recycling. You know, this is where they, uh, where they sell used stuff. Um, name escapes me. <laughs> you know what I mean. That's also how I got rid of most of my stuff. I, um, I brought it to... Uh, what is it, welfare? No, it's not welfare. Anyway, it's not recycling. It's, uh, oh, well, you have to forgive me. I'm, <laughs> I'm so tired <laughs> and I'm, I've got a wooden head. Only had one cup of coffee because then I, we ran out of, um, of coffee at the rectory. So I'll have to go and see if I can uh, buy some new one. That actually, maybe I'll add that to my list of things to do today oh wow this is a nice park i love this there's a bit of water here and uh this looks like a river almost would that be a river or a canal no it's too it's 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 too bendy to be a to be a canal oh this is lovely oh it's so quiet here and because this is slightly lower because of the water, this is probably going around the city. Uh, the wind, there, there's a dike there. I can see bikes on top of the, of the dike. I may want to see if I can find a bridge. Maybe over there there's a bridge. Let me see what's on the other side. But because it's a bit lower, there's no wind here. The wind is very cold. Uh, they even predicted some... Uh, some snow on on the second day of Easter. I hope that's not true. That's my birthday. <laughs> I want springtime weather on my birthday. Oh well. Um, but a uh, very nice place. That's what I love about these walks. You tend to discover new new places, um, and I discover them with you. Let me see. Oh, this. I can't go there because the. The houses, uh, the gardens of the houses extend all the way to the water. So I'll have to probably go around these houses here. Oh, the, you've got these beautiful 
blooming trees right now. So in front of the rectory in Benicom, uh, you've got cherry trees, and they're all in full bloom. And the God oh, was such a gorgeous morning when we arrived with the moving company to uh, to unload all my stuff. I went for a walk because I wasn't much 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 use. Um, and uh, on the right side of the, well, actually on the, well, depending on <laughs> if you leave the rectory and you walk to the other side of the road, there is this beautiful uh, park with, uh, with cherry trees and they're all blooming. It was such a beautiful sight. Uh, check my Instagram account for the photos in case you haven't seen them. So anyway, so normally there would be lots of students walking around here with like Luigi. Um, he's from Italy, he's from north of Italy. And since he's a resident, he's, he is allowed to go home. So he went home for Easter, and that's also the case for many other students from, from abroad. Those students are also kind of the core, or, or uh, help Henry, have helped Henry form this, this core community uh, around his international mass, uh, which, is, uh, which he does every, every Sunday at one o'clock. <laughs> he does a lot of masses every Sunday. It's a... Uh, yeah, he's a hard-working priest, <laughs> definitely. So, um, but in the meantime, I'm I'm happy that we could keep it small and simple and just do these masses from the day chapel. Um, and I think it's wise to just take our time first to recover from this huge shock of having to move and 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 the emotional uh, elements of it. And then I'm sure that we will find our new direction. And in the meantime, I can just do my work because I have my desk. I've got my computer. That's the advantage of, uh, of working in a digital environment. You can take it anywhere and your community follows right along. Oh, wow. I think we're really on the outskirts of the city. I can see two paths going up for the bikes. I've never, I've never been here before. Um, so I'm crossing a small bridge. This is the, the small river that goes, a, or maybe maybe it's still a canal. I don't know. <laughs> and now I'm going to walk up the hill here and see what's on the other side of the dike. Maybe it's nothing special. I wonder why there is a dike in the first place, because this is the part of the Netherlands that is, I think, above sea level. Oh, this, these are the outskirts of a bigger river clearly oh almost got run over by some uh, some professional bikes let me look this up on uh, google maps where am i i really need to orient myself here so google maps this is where am i the Okay, so the, the water is indeed a canal, but they did it nicely. It's not a straight canal. It uh, almost looks like a river. This is, what is this river? Is this coming from the River the Rhine? I'm not sure. It's very broad here. And then there's a wider river there. I can't really tell what it is. The Gulderbach? No. Oh, the Nether Rhine. Yeah, that's it. Then this is the overflow area of the Nether Rhine. 
which goes to, it's one of the big rivers that um, horizontally divide the Netherlands. Uh, so this turns into the Lek, which is the river that my first parish was located uh, at. And these all end up in the sea, of course, in the North Sea that separates the Netherlands from, from England. But it's, it's really nice. It's, this feels very much like, uh, like the nature at my old parish. Um, and I like that with these dikes you have a bit of elevation so you can look very far into the distance. It's unfortunate that there's a big factory there that's built here on, you know, and this, this, this should be a nature reserve, I think. Probably they built this factory a long time ago. I don't think they would do it now. Because it's, uh, it's not a pretty sight. But it, if I look to the left, I can almost pretend that it's not there. So, um, so a couple of weeks ago when it became clear that I had to move and I finally found this new home, which is really a gift of God, um, I started packing. And that process in itself has been, I think, in the end, very beneficial. I hated doing it because you realize, like, every time you... You have you you realize you have to take all that with you. You think, well, but I wish I could just stay here. It would save me so much effort and so much time. Um, but the process of sorting through everything I own and uh, and all the stuff of Tridio was also, I think, helpful in in preparing myself and kind of helpful in the process of letting go and preparing for this new phase because every time you you pick up something you wonder do i need that for my future mission or is this something that we used in the past but is no longer practical or useful if it's no longer useful let's get rid of it and it's it's also a way to psychologically let go of uh of of the past of the things that that may have burdened you um of projects that didn't work out. Um, it's even even the, the, the process of decluttering, it, it's hard because sometimes I had to just get rid of stuff that uh, I associate with a lot of good memories. But the memories are inside of me. They're not inside the stuff. And uh, if the, the, these objects have been in boxes for years, um, then it's very likely that they will be in boxes for a couple more years and I may never... Uh, want to look at those again. I wonder what if I, I could go down this. There is a nature path here. I see someone else walking towards me who went for a walk there. So I'm just going to walk into this. I like it that so close to the city you have this all this nature. So I'm walking down the hill. Here is a fence. This is... Uh, yeah, these are the outskirts of Wageningse Uiterwaarde. So it's the overflow area. Uh, which, of course, because it's, there's a lot of water, it's very rich in vegetation. Uh, around this time of the year also, uh, birds that are nesting. So you're not allowed to stray from the paths because you would disturb the natural life here. There's a little creek here, some water... I see some bumblebees. The bumblebees seem to be active much earlier than 
for instance, wasps or even even bees are already buzzing around. These trees are, it's almost like a swampy area. So the trees are emerging from the water here on my left. Gorgeous. Oh, I can already see me walking here and running. And that's, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the, the beautiful process or the kind of the discovery. Once you, once you let go of the past and once you let go of uh, your old situation and you open up for what's coming, you discover the beauty of it. And I would have never walked here this morning talking to you if I had stayed where I was. Now, I loved it there, but I like this too. And I'm actually starting to look forward to, uh, to, to making myself at home. Oh, the path here ends. I was supposed to stay on the path, but there is no path here. <laughs> this is more an open field with uh, some... Uh, are those trees? I'm not even sure if they are. And there is some water here. It's almost at the same level as the grass. So I can tell that this, there may be times that this is, maybe that's why, why there is no path. Because during parts of the year, this will just will be underwater. And so it's no use making a path because it will get, uh, it, it will drown. <laughs> um, so the, the, I'm looking forward to, to, to uh, I, I visited the, the, um, the rectory yesterday. And the current couple that lives there, the man is a, uh, one of the sacristans of the church. Uh, they've been so kind. And so we, uh, we were allowed to store most of the furniture, not in, in the, the rectory itself, but in a small uh, coffee room that they use for the parish. But because of Corona, of course, <laughs> they can't use it for the foreseeable future. They were going to expand it a little bit. Because there's also, so the rectory has a garden, but the rest of the parish building also has a garden that surrounds the entire building. And so they're going to uh, extend into the garden to make a bigger um, gathering room for the, for the parishioners after the Sunday celebrations. And, uh, but because of Corona, all the permissions, etc. have been delayed. So we were able to put all the stuff there. And I was honestly a bit ashamed of, of how much stuff it was um, and I didn't remember from the last time I moved into the rectory of the St. Joseph's Church about two and a half years ago and I absolutely don't recall it being such a big event and such a cumbersome experience and it's probably because I moved in phases I first moved out myself that was um I think around East, uh, around Advent 2018, if I'm not mistaken. So I moved just my own personal stuff. And back then, I already threw away so much. I got rid of half my books. Um, it was a massive undertaking to reduce everything. But once it was reduced, it was actually feasible. But then later on, we first started to rent my former apartment for Tridio because we were in this phase where we were expecting to grow and we had uh, some people on the payroll that needed their own uh, working room. So we, we bought new desk chairs, desks, uh, uh, what is it, cupboards and sh bookshelves and whatnot. 
So we had a lot of extra furniture and not to mention just all the extra equipment, uh, the tripods, the cameras, the extra computers. And we put it in the old apartment where I used to live, as well as on the first floor. And, and we moved that when, when we heard that the, the parish was going to close the church and rent it out to, uh, not to an, uh, a Baptist. They, they want to rent it out to a Baptist community, I think. So, but anyway, it won't be in use any longer for the parish. They, uh, they also made it clear that we had to leave the rectory. You hear those bells in the distance? Cool, I love that sound. That's the old church, the former Catholic church, now Protestant church, as is the case in many, almost every city and town here in the north of the country. Um, the, uh, once we heard that we had to move out of the rectory, that's also the, the time that we decided to reduce our operations again to just uh, basically a work, work from home type of organization. And we only have uh, Ing and me right now. Well, I'm not even on the payroll, uh, but my costs are reimbursed by, by Tridio. And, and we've got Inge. She works from home. But we still had all that, all that furniture, which we had invested in. And since I don't know what the future will bring, I'm not going to do away with it. Plus, I now have this big rectory with lots of rooms. Um, I can totally use all that furniture to... Uh, uh, to create spaces for my work. So it's, it's nice to have a room that is just for podcasting, that only has the equipment necessary for podcasting. Right now, one of the issues that I have to deal with is that my desk, which is a big desk, but it's so full because I also use it for video editing. So there's much more equipment on it than necessary for podcasting. I think this is the end of the road here. I thought I was... Uh, going to be able to climb onto the dike again but there there is a fence there all these all these trees are in in bloom i could cut across this but since they've specifically said not to stray from the paths i'm not going to do that uh, you never know if there are any birds nesting there so um so we had to move all the Tridio furniture as well. And I think that that is the bulk. Well, actually, no, that's not entirely true. That's at least half of the stuff that we had to move. Um, and that's why it was so much more voluminous than it was when I moved to uh, the town of Hooglanderveen. Hooglanderveen. <laughs> so uh, the other thing that took up a lot of space, and I totally did not for, uh, predict this, was Lego. I've been building a lot of Lego sets, and they're all pretty big. I like the the Falcon, for instance, or Hogwarts Castle. Um, I I had all these um, architectural Lego uh, buildings, and I don't have the time to rebuild them all, so I, I didn't want to take them apart, because it would take an eternity to build them up again. So every house is in one box. So they... Uh, can I walk there? I think... Yeah, I think there's a... These people are coming from... That's actually the factory uh, premises. I'll just walk up there. And then walk back to the city. So, um, 
the uh, what was I saying? I'm still a little bit drowsy. The uh, so the Lego took up half of the boxes. It's incredible, but it's mostly because I left everything intact. What I want to do is on the second floor of the the upper floor, I should say, of the rectory. There is this uh, rectangular room at the side of the building. That's the, currently the, the bedroom of the people that live there. And so they assumed that I would also make it my bedroom. But then they also told me, you know, it's kind of the noisiest room because it's close to the street and it's, uh, it's the main um, traffic, what is it, artery of the town. So you've got a lot of noise from traffic outside. And that's when I thought, to myself well maybe instead of making that my bedroom it is a wonderful room for a lego city because it's rectangular it's very long it's way actually way too long for a for a bedroom i don't need that much space when i'm sleeping because i've got my eyes closed but it would be wonderful to put a big table in the middle in the center and then make my own lego city and i could put all these buildings that i've done in the past could give them uh, their own space there. I don't know. I'm just playing, toying around with that idea. It's something I couldn't do in my old rectory because it, it was a uh, you know one one hundred year old building that was not created for Lego rooms. <laughs> That's also one of my regrets. Is <laughs> like a few months ago. Like this is uh, by the way is a, a gate for the to keep the animals from escaping from the whoops from this area but we can walk through now here's the factory in front of me they painted all these silos green and it's not a pretty green this is kind of green screen green and it's so ugly <laughs> if you're going to build something so close to nature maybe they thought oh, we'll just paint it green because nature but don't pick this green come on oh, spreadsheet green Instead of natural, they may. Why don't they ever paint these in camouflage colors? I don't even know what kind of factory this is. Looks like. Oh, maybe this is um, sand that they take from the river because, of course, the river is in use for for uh, commercial uh, ships. They need to dig it out from time to time, and maybe this is where they uh, they uh, process the uh, the sand or the I don't know. Yeah, maybe this is a cement factory or something like that. So, Lego room. That's another thing that the cool thing of of, of moving into a new home is you can you can dream about how am I going to make this my home. And you can rethink the current situation and try to create something else. I already taught, I told you, I think, of uh, my long-time dream to create a hobbit room. So to use these circular doorways or um, connections between rooms and to, to just uh, hire uh, someone who can make that for me in, in plywood and to create something that looks like a hobbit home. And I think downstairs there there may be an opportunity to do just that so i looked up some youtube movies to uh to figure out if it's doable and i think it is doable you can even create your own hobbit door 
And since most of the rectory is in, uh, in a mediocre state, build-wise, I think it would also be an occasion to uh, refurbish it a little bit and make it kind of invest in it so that the entire house becomes more future-proof. That is still part of the negotiations, of course, because I would like to renovate much more than the parish is able to afford. Um, so I'll have to kind of phase it out a little bit, maybe. Oh, uh, now I understand why they put the factory here. On the other side is an arm of the river. So you've got big ships here. This is where they can load up and then uh, go to Rotterdam, probably. That must be it. Okay, so now I understand why there's a factory here near the river. Um, the, uh, so I hope that, that um, I can create something in the style of The Hobbit. If I can't do it architecturally, I'll, I'll do it uh, just visually. And uh, I like it that the, the, the living room has a wooden floor. It's not very pretty. It's been done a bit amateurish but I think that we can uh, uh, shave off the current layer of ver varnish or whatever it is and and redo it and that I just having a wooden floor already gives it a more of a hobbit feel so now walking back into the city again I have no idea where I am currently but I'm sure I'll uh, I'll this is how I learn <laughs> I'll just walk and discover. Mm, the, uh, the, the, my, my biggest priority is um, right now uh, shower toilet. Those are really, really old. Um, and they're, yeah, I, I'd like to have a, a bathroom instead of just a separate shower and a separate toilet that are straight from the 50s of the last century that is not uh, <laughs> I was glad that the people in the parish said if this were if this was our house we would also renovate it so it's sometimes people have this idea that well priests are like monks they have to live a very sober life so yeah it's from the 1950s but as long as it still works <laughs> And with working, they mean as long as there is a jet of water coming from above your head, uh, then it's acceptable. But I'm glad that these people at least say, "Well, we wouldn't we wouldn't like our bathroom to look like this, so let's uh, let's redo it." But then for electricity, uh, the ceilings are old and kind of no longer very safe. They're made of a material that is easy, easily flammable, but they they can't invest in it and electricity same thing they just want to repair what's broken but for my uh, equipment I need a lot more outlets and I need it to be safe so I want to have it uh, uh, what is it grounded is that how you call it so anyway it's uh, it's all a bit old but over time we'll, we'll fix that the most important thing for me is the kitchen which is also super old and I've got this brand new IKEA kitchen uh, but I still need to find people to install it because this is a parish where they have a lot of, of volunteers um, but not that many handymans 
which was something I was very blessed with in my previous parish. There were always people that could, and, and they were like, you know, they knew what they were doing. They were professionals, and so they helped me out tremendously. Uh, another, another thing, uh, a couple of months before the move, I purchased new floors. So I had all this uh, uh, laminate, all these beautiful laminate floors being installed on the on the on <laughs> the first floor of the house. I had to tear it all out again, and it was painful because all these rooms are they're not square so a lot of the laminate was butchered up so it would fit these specific rooms but at the same time I didn't want to leave it there because it cost me thousands of euros I saved up for this because I wanted to have these wooden floors um, or fake wooden floors so I didn't want to leave it in (laughs) the whole operation has already cost me so much money um, yeah, <laughs> so I took it with me. We took it out. Hank and I have been uh, <clears throat> working hard on that for a couple of days, and we brought it into uh, we brought it to Benicom before the big move. And uh, now we have to see what we could salvage. Ooh, I smell fried fish. Ooh, this is lovely. This is a square in front of the Protestant church here that towers over it. And it's, again, market day. So people are standing in line to get their uh, fried fish. Oh, it smells so good. (laughs) And because everyone has to keep a distance of uh, a meter and a half, the line is very long, or seemingly very long. You've got a lot of restaurants here surrounding the square. The cat. Eat, eat, eat cafe, eat, what is it? Gourmet Café the Cat. This is the Café the Time. Taste Bar Restaurant. Ooh, I like it here. <laughs> this is, there's a lot of good food. Of course, unfortunately, all the restaurants are still closed because of the pandemic. They only do uh, home delivery and takeout. But imagine things after they're back to normal, if we ever get to that. Uh, this could be a very, very nice place to to spend your uh, summer evenings. I can totally see myself doing that. And uh, uh, over time, I, I'll probably get to know more, uh, new new people here. This would be a great place to hang out. <clears throat> this is also fish, mackerel, and salmon. This is, I don't know what this is, a little bit of everything. (laughs) Uh, Here they sell bread, freshly baked bread, artisanal bread, and over there is cheese. I can see the yellow round circles of cheese. Oh, wow. Amazing. Father Henry is very much... uh, how would you say that? He likes good food. <laughs> and he's a very good host. So he's been preparing for Easter uh, yesterday evening. Even though it was Good Friday, we were sitting there uh, <laughs> after a day of fasting. And we had to decide what we were going to cook for Easter. And I have to give it to him. Father Henry's much more organized than I am. Usually, I discover what I want to do for, for food when the stores are closed (laughs) 
for the Easter weekend. Father Henry is more uh, planning ahead. So we're going to cook uh, Italian pasta. We're going to make some, uh, I think, some schnitzel, some fries. I don't know. It, uh, it was a little bit uh, of a penance to think about all that good food while it was still Good Friday. <laughs> Okay, here's the Sal Salverdop Square, named after a professor who did something in education. Okay. Uh, oh, this is the square where, uh, that I first saw when I started my walk. Okay. So, well, Easter itself is, this is the, definitely the weirdest Holy Week I've ever experienced um, and at the same time I'm, it, it makes me so grateful that despite everything that happened despite the gargantuan operation of moving uh, in the middle of Holy Week we were still able to stream those masses and uh, Hank and Inge and little Bram and Marijke uh, they have been so supportive and they've been helping out so much uh, driving all the way to to Wageningen to, uh, to be there for me and to be there for you as well. I thought it was uh, heartwarming. But if I'm totally honest, I'm glad that it is, it's Easter and that we can go back to normal and just celebrate Sunday Mass uh, in a way that is more, less laborious because all these celebrations have their own specific liturgy and my mind right now, my brain is just so overloaded with uh, the things going on and things to keep track of that, that, that going through these liturgies is, uh, is hard to keep your focus, to uh, also <laughs> have to do it all in English um, which is of course uh, for me it's new, always celebrated the Easter celebrations in Dutch never in, in, in English so it is uh, I think even last year we, we, we did stream the uh, Easter Tridium, but we did it in Dutch for the parish because we were all new to this uh, streaming thing. Uh, this is the first time that I celebrate the entire Tridium in, in English, so I don't really know how to sing the, the hymns that are uh, traditional. Um, I, so I'm just going to switch to Latin for some of the hymns, and we're going to keep it simple as well. This is also because the church is so busy. There are so many people coming. There are so many other masses and celebrations that we usually have a time window of exactly one hour and then we have to get out of there. So on Good Friday we were uh, in the middle of our celebrations when the people of the choir started to to, uh, to enter the church and apparently the day chapel is also the main entrance for these volunteers and they were going to have a rehearsal for the parish celebration of Good Friday an hour before. So we kind of, I tried to not rush, but still keep uh, a steady pace so we can get through that liturgy before the church gets invaded by their rightful users. Um, all that, of course, is still because we're in such a... Uh, kind of camping mode right now but I hope you do appreciate the effort um, final thing 
that I'm happy to report is that my sister is doing a lot better. She was hospitalized last week, um, even had to be on intensive care because of a pancreatitis, um, which is an inflammation of the pancreas, which caused tremendous pain. And then she got pneumonia on top of that. It was very precarious. And of course, hospitals are also fully focused right now on the pandemic. And so they finally have released her uh, maybe way too early because of the pandemic. They need to free up beds. But my sister is at home with pain medication and she is happy to be surrounded by her family again. So that was also, gosh, like another thing that was so in front of mind for the past, uh, for the past week. I'll be glad to get back to normal just celebrate Sunday Mass with the international community and I'm going to take my time to to go on walks I, I took my walking shoes uh, I want to start running again the, well as we just experienced the nature here uh, is beautiful this is very close to a, a big natural reserve um, so I'll be doing lots of walking, lots of biking and I, need, I think I need that to kind of calm down and land in a certain way (laughs) but I won't leave you hanging I will continue to do these uh, these walks and podcasts Uh, because for me it's also a wonderful way to share this experience with you If, if there's one lesson in case I need this episode of the walk to be more than just banter which of course sometimes it is Uh, I would say uh, letting go of something that you love dearly is super difficult. It's uh, it's a real test of your faith, literally, because faith uh, is about things you can't see or you can't see yet. And in my case, it's been having faith that God has a plan and I'm a small part of that. And if I just keep on trusting him, it will all be okay. God can turn apparently difficult or negative situations into something that bears fruit. So that is what I'm starting to discover. Now that I'm here, now that the move is over, it was so much work. But now I can let go. I can kind of try to enjoy the experience of being here, not having to care Uh, not having to to worry, uh, uh, no stress, just go for walks, um, pray some more, (laughs) um, work on my physical health. All that is grace. It's a gift. And now that I feel the warmth of the sun on my face, I'm standing here in this beautiful city, and I discover that next to me is coffee to go, things are looking up again. This is Café the World, the Wereld. This is where the uh, Nazis uh, uh, signed their capitulation. So the peace treaty uh, after they lost. And so on the May the 5th, right after Star Wars Day, we, uh, we celebrate our, uh, our freedom. And it all started here in this café. And they have coffee. So I am going to get a cup of coffee. Hi. Kan ik ook pinnen hier? Of, ja, uh, zeker. Ik wil graag een, uh, een cappuccino. Helemaal goed, ga ik maken. Super. 
All right, how cool is that? You can get coffee right out. Oh, this is a car. I didn't see this. This table is actually part of a, 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 a tri... What is it? How do you call a car with three wheels? I don't know, a three-wheeler? <laughs> and they sell cookies and cake and cappuccino. Okay, I'm just going to hang out with you here. Oh, man. So I slept in uh, this morning until... 10. I was so exhausted. I think Father Henry was already praying in church at 7.30 and last evening after uh, the compliance he was like, uh, you're invited. <laughs> and this morning I woke up at 7 and I was so exhausted. I was like, okay, no, I'll sleep in. But the downside is that now I have a permanent headache because I, I slept too long. But thankfully, running into the rescue, there is cappuccino. And they have cake as well, but uh, since it's not Easter, I'll, I'll skip that. You have to have something to look forward to. <laughs> Wonderful. You thank go. you. Thank you. Thank you. Very good. Two euros and 25 cents, please. Perfect. Does it register? We have a new uh, protection uh, cover, so... Ah, maybe it's... It, uh, it's, it's, all... it's blocking uh, the signal. That, I'll, uh, I'll just do it the old-fashioned way with the pin code, <laughs> if that's okay with you. Yeah. I know that that works. Yes. Uh, have a little patience, so it's now connecting wirelessly, I hope. Yeah, the, the Wi-Fi is inside, so it's always uh, a, little, <laughs> oh, a little bit slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it, uh, it didn't yeah. take. We yeah, can do it again. Also the wi- or do you want me to go inside and maybe the no, signal is stronger there? It should there. work. It worked all day, but um, uh, okay. sometimes if you don't... Uh, Let's try again. He, he has uh, 15 minutes being uh, quiet now, so then he's... Ah, uh, uh, okay, he's offline. Yeah. I see. There we go. And that, that's you. it. All Which right, thank you. Uh, no, it's okay. You have Enjoy? sugar? Yeah, of course. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. All right. We need to do a small audio test, of course, of this. <laughs> I got some good old-fashioned sugar. I don't see a spoon. Oh, yeah, they've got these little... This is all eco-friendly, apparently. I don't need to add milk, of course, because it's cappuccino, so it already has milk. Oh, that's one of the things I forgot to share. This is the bonus part of the show. <laughs> I, uh, the one thing I'm going to invest in once the kitchen is in place is a real coffee machine, an Italian coffee machine. No more instant coffee for me. All right, let's take a sip. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, this is good. It is nice. It's good coffee, creamy milk. Uh, the foam is not exaggerated. Sometimes with these machines, they overdo it and it turns into shaving cream. Mm. It's the perfect temperature. It's not too hot. It's definitely not lukewarm. Oh, this I will consider this as a little a spring break. <laughs> I can so enjoy the little things like a good cup of cappuccino here in um, this historic location, the wonderful... Uh, thing here is that the hotel, it's actually a hotel, it's not a cafe, Hotel the World, it still looks the way it looked 
when they signed the peace treaty. So uh, it's 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 almost a museum, but it is still in use as a hotel. You can also sleep here, and as we just experienced, you can get a good cup of coffee. All right. <laughs> Hopefully, this is the beginning for me of a very peaceful time, despite the noise of the the <laughs> takeaway <laughs> motorbikes. They're going to bring people there to lunch. But uh, no, I'm really looking forward to having a, a nice, peaceful time here in Wageningen. And I'm already feeling so much better than two days ago when I was still living in this emptied house with with all my stuff in boxes. It was so gloomy and, and uh, I it did not feel good at all. I was very unhappy. But now that I'm here, now that the house is empty and, and all my stuff is already in the new rectory, I can start looking hopefully to the future of hopefully i can <laughs> look to the future with hope and uh and i'm looking forward to enjoying springtime i hope you have a wonderful easter uh with your family with your loved ones hopefully also if you're religious you can join us for the celebrations or maybe you can join your local community um but i hope that that easter for you is going to be a wonderful time And we all need the hope that Easter brings in these uh, sometimes still anxious times of the pandemic. I hope you be safe, healthy, and uh, yeah, happy Easter. God bless.